In this episode, we talk about how to make less minor mistakes. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at uh, making mistakes. Now, we've talked about on this show uh, how important it is to make mistakes, and quite honestly, to make mistakes regularly. Mistakes are a way forward. It is allowing you to identify where the wrong turns are so that you can inevitably find the right turns. So, Making mistakes is important, but I can understand why making a mistake or screwing up could mess with somebody, both from a motivation point of view and from a success point of view. There are plenty of situations where performance does matter, and making a mistake in that moment is undesirable. So in this episode, we're going to look at how to make less of those mistakes, especially when performance is critical, and I'm super excited to dive into this one, but before we do, there are only a few days left, I believe like two actually, uh, to enter for a chance to win one of three $50 Amazon gift cards. The giveaway ends in the end of January, so January 31st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern, the giveaway is going to end. All you have to do to enter is head over to tinyleaps.fm slash survey. When you do so, you'll be entered for a chance to win one of three $50 Amazon gift cards that will be pulled on the first. We'll be doing a random drawing, so tinyleaps.fm slash survey. So how do we... Uh, make less minor mistakes. So first, we need to talk about what exactly a minor mistake is, right? So in uh, this specific case, and again, this is a definition I've come up with myself. This is not something that's like in Webster's. Like This is just what I use for myself to help myself understand and wrap my head around this concept. A minor mistake is the tiny little mistakes you make along the path of trying to accomplish something, right? So you have a set goal, a desired outcome, and maybe you've practiced this thing, you've gone through it, maybe you're playing the violin and you've played this piece a thousand times, but then come performance day, there is just a tiny little error that occurs. Something just doesn't sound right, something doesn't play right, maybe you forgot to tune it properly, maybe you forgot your bowstring, maybe you miss a note, maybe you add a note, whatever it is, it's tiny, right? It's a small little mistake that can have a massive effect on the end result. It can create a deviation from the direction we are trying to go in. So obviously, it's important to try and make less and less of these mistakes, right? So how do we do that? Well, first, we have to understand why these mistakes happen, why it is that uh, we tend to make these mistakes as we are trying to do something that probably we're very practiced in. To understand why, we need to look at a gentleman by the name of James Reason. James is a professor of psychology, and he's also the author of the book Human Contribution. I've linked to the book in the description if you want to read it. In the book, he talks about something called a strong habit intrusion. Now, this isn't his official definition, but uh, my understanding of it, my interpretation of his definition is that a strong habit intrusion is essentially when a habit that is pre-existing, something that has uh, been established in a different context 
pops up in a context or at a time that is inappropriate for that habit. So for example, uh, the easiest easiest way to think about it is the beginning of the year, right? How many times has the new year come and you find yourself dating everything based on the previous year? Right, So it's 2020 right now. We just had New Year's. Many of you are probably still writing 2019 on your checks, on your uh, uh, journal, wherever you write the date. Right, I know for myself, when I paid rent, I actually still wrote 2019 on uh, January 1st. And I'm probably going to make the same mistake going into February 1st. This is what we call a strong habit. It's something that's been established for a period of time in a particular context. That might be be writing a check. It might be the way you play something. It might be um, uh, the way that you drive to work, right? So you have these habits that have been ingrained over time based on the context that they made sense for, and you built that system. Now, when you change the context, when you change and remove yourself from that particular situation where it makes sense to have that routine in play, often you find yourself doing the same actions and following the same routine. Now, for example, and this is a personal example. So my mother lived in a house about three years ago for about a year, right? So she lived, uh, her and my dad were renting and they lived in this particular house and she lived there for about a year and then she moved. And where she moved to was a completely different uh, location, different style of house, things like that, right? Now, I visited that first house, and they had the trash can to the side of the fridge. Then they moved, and in that new apartment, uh, or then she moved, and in the new apartment, the trash was underneath the sink. Now, in that context, I built up the habit of going under the sink. In the previous context, I built up the habit of going next to the right of the uh, refrigerator. Now, she is now back in the original house, right? That first house. Uh, She's back there, and the trash can is still under the sink, which is something from the previous house. And I know this is getting a little hard to follow, but I still find myself every single time I visit her house going to the right of the fridge to uh, put the trash away. Now, why is that? Because in that context, that specific house, I have a routine built of going to the right of the fridge, even though I have much more recently gone under the sink for the the, uh, more recent house. For whatever reason, because I'm in this particular context, I'm still using the routine that was established two years ago. So that's an example of how these minor mistakes happen, right? Now, is that critical? No, but it does derail my entire goal, right? If my goal is to throw the trash away and I go to the right of the fridge, there's no trash can there. So I can't accomplish that goal. And this is the big issue with strong habit intrusions and minor mistakes is simply that they make the goal much harder, if not impossible, to accomplish, even though they're very tiny, tiny mistakes. Now, when we get back, we're going to talk about a uh, fairly simple strategy to actually fix this and to make less of those mistakes in your day-to-day life. So stick around for that. How would you feel if you saved an extra $1,500 this year without lifting a finger? That's exactly what Empower can help you do. It's really difficult to save as much money as we need to because as soon as we get extra money, it gets spent. We do the best we can with our budgets and apps to track spending, but somehow it just still doesn't work. 
Well, there's an app for that. It's called Empower. That's E-M-P-O-W-E-R. It's an awesome mobile app that makes saving and managing your money the easiest thing that you'll do all day. For starters, Empower has an automated savings feature. You simply tell the app your weekly savings target, and every day, Empower studies your income and spending and automatically knows when to move the right amount of money into your savings account, where you're less likely to spend it. It's called autosave. Just set it and forget it. And now you can stop Googling for answers to all of your finance questions. You can just text Empower's human coaches who give you personalized recommendations and they're on standby to steer you through whatever financial challenge might come up in your life. If you want to save $1,500 more this year, you've got to check out the Empower app. Download Empower, that's E-M-P-O-W-E-R, in the App Store or Play Store. Over 650,000 other people already have. And if you start today, listeners of this show actually have a special offer. You can get $5 for free, $5 when you use the offer code TINYLEAPS and to reach your savings goal. So to claim that $5 offer, head over to empower.me slash leaps and use the offer code tiny leaps. Okay, we're back and we're talking about the effect of strong habit intrusions and how they uh, cause minor mistakes in our day-to-day lives and how those minor mistakes can make it harder for us to accomplish our goals. Now, this is a concept that James Reason talks about in his book, Human Contribution, uh, and I highly recommend you pick it up, give it a read. I'm going to be buying it myself to read the full thing, uh, but I'm super fascinated by this idea, this idea of minor mistakes and how pre-built sort of pre-designed routines and strategies and and, uh, concepts can intrude in our day-to-day lives even when the context doesn't quite make sense for it, right? So how do we fix this? How do we make less minor mistakes so that we are more likely to accomplish the major goals that we have set? Well, the first thing is to identify the areas where it is most likely to happen, right? What are the areas where you have an established routine that might screw you up? One of them might be on your drive to work. So uh, uh, Rachel's mother, for example, she used to drive in one particular direction to her job. And her office has since moved And now she has to drive a different direction. But she established a routine and a habit for driving in that one particular direction towards that particular office. Now, it's the same job. It's the same company. But the location has changed. Now, it's very likely if we were to look at the macro of her behavior over the course of, let's say, the first three to five months after the switch, we can pretty solidly identify that that is one area where mistakes might occur, where strong habit intrusion might become an issue. Why? Because she has an established pattern, an established routine around going to the office. And very often, when she gets in the car, she's likely to just follow that routine. And that might mean going to the wrong office. Again, it's a minor mistake but it makes the goal nearly impossible to accomplish. Now, let's give a different example. If you are a musician and you are trying to practice a particular piece, you might find that you screw up 
at the same spots over and over and over again. You make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Why is that? Well, it's because you've built a routine and a habit around screwing up that spot. And so when you get to that spot, your fingers and your your lips and your ability to play almost conspires against you to screw up that spot. Again, strong habit intrusion. You're trying to play it correctly. You're trying to accomplish this particular thing. But because of the context you're in, maybe you're in the same practice room. Maybe it's the same time of day. Maybe uh, you're at the same part in your practice schedule when you are trying to play the tune. Because of all of the different contexts that align and, and create a similar circumstance to when you screwed it up in the past over and over and over again you end up screwing up that same exact spot because you essentially just follow the same pattern. So you have to identify first, what are these spots where intrusions can happen? What are these spots where errors can occur? Then the second thing you need to do is to build safeguards into your process, right? So let's say that you are an office worker. You work in a nine-to-five in a corporate building, and you have to do some boring data entry task fairly regularly in your job. So you've gotten very good at kind of just getting it done without really paying much attention because it's boring. It's not that interesting work and it's fairly straightforward and easy. So you've built up this routine of how to get it done quickly and effectively and not really have to uh, invest that much cognitive process into it. Now, what you'll want to do, because since this is a routine you follow, the minute someone gives you a different spreadsheet or a different list that doesn't have the same uh, context, maybe it doesn't quite fit into the same pattern, you're likely going to follow the same routine. And that's going to lead to mistakes. So what you need to do is build a safeguard into it. When you get to that one area that is different, when you get to that one part that is changed, slow down. After you're done, get a superior or a uh, friend or somebody to look over it with you. Have the the second and third eyes. Have the uh, uh, slower data entry aspect once you get to that changed piece. And always review your work. Those are safeguards. Those are three things that allow you to... Uh, uh, perform the task in sort of a routine automated way and make the mistakes, but catch them before they actually cause any errors. Same thing with your drive to work. If you are similar to Rachel's mom and your office has changed locations and you need to switch up your routine of how you drive to work, build a safeguard into it. Get into the habit of checking the street sign at one particular spot. And that might allow you to catch yourself going in the wrong direction before you get too far. And another thing that you can try is to just change the context because the routines and uh, habits and processes that we've built around different specific things that we're trying to do are built around different contexts. So you always do this particular thing in this particular environment at this particular time. Maybe do it at a different time. Maybe change the environment. If you're a musician and you're practicing a piece and you find that you're screwing up at the same spot every single time, Maybe you need to leave the room and practice in a different room. Maybe if you practice in your living room instead of your bedroom, you'll find that it's easier to actually execute on that piece that you're screwing up on. Why? Because you've disrupted the pattern. There's no way that a strong habit can intrude into that practice if the context isn't similar. 
So I hope this was helpful to you. The goal here really is to get you thinking about the habits and processes that you have built up in your life that might be intruding into the goals and the outcomes you're trying to create for yourself. I recommend that you pick up James Reason's book. It's called Human Contribution. I have a link to it in the description of this episode. I also have a link to an additional article that I used in my research for this episode. So I highly recommend that you read both if you're curious. Before you go, I need you to take the survey when you have a moment. Head over to tinyleaps.fm slash survey. And once you take it, once you take the five minutes, you'll be entered for a chance to win one of three $50 Amazon gift cards. Now, I will be closing the survey on January 31st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So I highly recommend that you do it now before you forget and miss your chance to enter. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're tuning in and leave a comment over on YouTube if you are catching us there. Thank you so much. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.